school all week too, so no, I'm not. So I recruited someone that I wanted to hear preach. Uh, Chris Taylor's been coming here for uh, quite a while now. He uh, resigned his church uh, a while back and uh, was looking for a place to come and, and, and refresh and to uh, be encouraged along life's journey. And so I've been working with Chris and talking with Chris and spending time with Chris and love the young man. Uh, and I wanted to hear him preach. And so I asked Chris if he wouldn't fill in for me this morning and uh, share the message. So Chris, come and share. Good morning. Good morning. You love the Lord. Say amen. 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 He's been so good to me. I appreciate his goodness in our lives and all that he has done for us. And uh, it has been a true uh, pleasure to get to be with you all for the last few weeks as we've been visiting. And uh, I know several of you, and several of you I don't know, but uh, we're from Ash County here, grew up uh, over in Todd. And uh, to give you a short rundown of kind of who I am and, and what God's done for me, uh, ended up in June of 2012, about a year or so after we graduated high school, that uh, I got my, got my heart right with the Lord. And three months after that, I was at a youth meeting. And after growing up in church and thinking that, you know, I would go and have some career doing anything else, God made it very plain and clear to me one night, September 22, 2012, that He wanted me to preach His Word. So, after wrestling with Him, I guess, as you can say, I submitted, my, sub, submitted myself to Him and His will for my life to preach the Word. And I can't believe that's been almost 10 years ago. But I will tell you this, through every step of the way, every trial, every circumstance, God has been faithful. Amen. And we serve a God who cares for our needs. He's uh, just been wonderful. And uh, I know several have asked that uh, Miss Chelsea, my wife, she is not here this morning taking care of our little girl. She just has a running nose. So we didn't want to share all those germs with everybody else. So she kept her back this morning. But I uh, appreciate you all being here. And uh, thankful for what the Lord has done in Bible school this week. Uh, for the couple of days, three days that Amy's uh, and Nicolette was there, she loved it, had a wonderful time, and uh, even learned how to say the word kangaroo. So we appreciate that. And uh, it was interesting in preparing for uh, this morning's message, uh, what the Lord has done for us, and uh, how He had directed our hearts. I'll tell you, the things going on in our nation today, uh, as Christians, they ought to stir us up. They ought to uh, capture our attention because there are worth thing, there are things that are worth fighting for and for standing for. Church, I'll tell you, if we don't take a stand, who will? And I will tell you that we will be in Psalm 139 this morning, and uh, most of you know that verse number 14 was kind of the theme for the Bible school this week. But uh, we're going to take a look at the entire uh, chapter here this morning. And again, uh, that is Psalm 139. And we'll be looking at the entire chapter here in just a moment. I will ask you, uh, if you can and are physically able to do so at this time, would you stand in reverence to the reading of God's holy word? Psalm 139, verse number 1. The Bible says, O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. 
tell you, that verse right there alone is enough to rejoice over. That the Lord knows us. O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, Thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast set me behind and before me, and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God! Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men! For they speak against thee wickedly, and thy enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. You can be seated. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we give You praise, honor, and glory this morning, Father, for all that You have done and accomplished, all that You are currently doing, Father, in the hearts and lives of Your people, and Father, all that You will do in the days to come. We thank You for being so wonderful to us, Father, for giving us the opportunity to live, for creating life in us, Father, for giving us hope, precious blood of Your dear Son. And God, we thank You for everything, and God, to this point that You have allowed for us to do and to see and to enjoy life. And God, I pray that here today, Father, You would help me, God, to stay out of the way, Father, that You would just clearly speak through me. 
And God, to be your mouthpiece, your vessel, Father, to use that you might get all the glory for all that is said, done, and accomplished here today. Lord, we love you and thank you and pray these things in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Church, it's been said many times over, and you and I are living in days where there is craziness and uh, lots of things going on that we often don't understand. But I am so thankful that in all the times and the things taking place in the world around us, that God did not leave us clueless, but God gave us His perfect and precious Word that we can stand upon And friend, I want to tell you this here. One thing early on in my Christian life and growing up in church, God began to work in my heart and began to show me and to teach me that really my opinion doesn't matter all that much. And friend, what we understand as Christians is that what God hath said in His Word is true, will always. We can take comfort in the fact that we serve a God who knows what He is doing. I'm telling you, there is none like Him. Let's look at what the psalmist said here. He said in verse number 1, O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. He said that you know when I sit down and when I stand up. You know and understand my thoughts. Can I tell you this? A lot of times we worry when we pray to God if we're really getting through. But did you know that we have one who prays for us? We have the Holy Spirit that when we cannot utter words to God, He hears our heart. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit speaks to God with groanings which cannot be uttered. Friend, that means that you and you and I don't know the words to say or we don't say everything just right or we can't put into words I'm thankful that God knows and understands our heart. I'm thankful that we serve a God who hears us. But for in we serve a God who knows all things. Therefore, when we pray, we have absolutely no reason but to be perfectly and totally honest before Him. He knows our heart, the posture and the position of it. But I want to tell you that first of all, here this morning... That with current um, political situations, if you will, and you say, oh boy, he's already going for politics. No, it's not my goal to talk about politics. It's just where we're at in this day and time. I want to tell you this. I am thankful for the decision that was made, friend, that overturned these past 50 years. I want to tell you this. I thank God for what He has done at a federal level. Thank the Lord that that was overturned and now would be on to the states to determine. But I want to tell you this. First of all, human life is such a precious gift. For in we learned in Bible school about what, how God has created and formed, given us purpose for living. I want to t- tell you first of all here that human life is created with value. God did not just by accident happen to create the universe or to give mankind His abode on planet earth. 
Human life is created with value and with purpose. In Genesis 2-7, the Bible says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. God is the creator and the giver of life. John 1, verses 1 through 3, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Friend, there's a lot of theory, a lot of people coming up with all kinds of solutions to try to explain how we got here, but I'm glad the first few words of the Bible let us know that in the beginning, God... That's good enough for me. I'm thankful to know Him, to know the Creator and the Giver of life. But beyond that, it was not by happenstance. It was not an accident that mankind was created. We were created with purpose. Genesis 2, 5 and 6 says, And of every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Now, if you look at that, and notice, you might miss it there if you're not paying attention, but the Bible says, and there was not a man to till the ground. That before, this is the verse before I just read, verse number 7, where that God formed man of the dust of the ground. Before we were ever created, there was a purpose already in place. Can I tell you that your life is created with a purpose? Friend, I want to tell you this. This is one of the, the most wonderful things that I can share and express to you in your Christian walk. There are people that you will come into contact with in certain days of your life that I will never know or see. Never have my opportunity to talk with them. But you will. Friend, we are created with a purpose and the intent. When we are born again... Friend, you don't have to be a preacher or a deacon or a Sunday school teacher. But friend, when God gives us new life, we're made new creatures. We have a purpose, and that is that we may do our good works and good deeds. Not that we might be glorified, but that they might see Him through us. Everywhere that you go, friend, we are to represent Him and to lift Him up. But mankind was created with a purpose. And as I alluded to earlier, Ecclesiastes 3 verses 1 and 2 says, To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. We were created with a purpose. Second of all, I want to share with you that human life was created with a vision. Friend, I want to tell you this here today. It is a wonderful thought. When I was younger, I, I had pretty much my life laid out. You know how we all do. We have goals and ambitions, and we say, I, by this age, I'm going to do this, and we're going to do this. And Boy, aren't you glad for God. He just I love how He just messes up all our plans, and He just leads us in what He has for us, because let me tell you this. Though sometimes we struggle in our Christian walk, Though sometimes maybe we don't do everything just right. I'll tell you a hint, I've never met anyone who does everything just right. But God loves us not for who we are, but in spite of who we are. For in because of the Lord Jesus Christ, God created you with a purpose. And God looked ahead in your life 
from before the very foundation to the world and saw and knew and understood what your purpose and plan would be. In Jeremiah 29.11, a very familiar verse to all of us. He says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. God has created us with a plan already in place for our lives. You say, well, preacher, what does that mean for me? I don't know. That's up to you to decide. You have to submit yourself to the will of God for your life. I can't tell you what your purpose is in life. That's between you and Him. But friend, we all have a purpose. We all, all of us, friend, that have been born again, owe our lives to Him. Every single one of us, the very least that we can do is live our life in service for Him. You say, well, preacher, I don't know what that means. I don't either. But I'm telling you, it's the best life to live. I wouldn't trade what God has done for me in my life. And just in preaching, man, it's been amazing. Just like Pastor Steve was talking this morning in Sunday school class, if you would have told us probably 20 years, 15 years before that this would be God's will for our life, I'd have told you he was crazy. There's no way I can do that. But you know that night that I wrestled with God, and he, he made it really plain and clear in my heart that he wanted me to preach his word. I said, Lord, I can't. There's no way I can do that. And you know what? It's almost like he said, you're right, but I can. And friend, I want to tell you, he has been faithful to provide every step of the way. Psalm 139, verse 14, I want to look at that for just a moment because that's where we have spent this week dwelling upon. Many of you have memorized this verse this week. He says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Friend, if you have no other reason here this morning, and you can't think of one other reason to thank God for, just thank Him that He gave you another day to live. That God gave you breath in your body this morning. God saw fit that we would be here. And friend, He said, I will praise Thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, a lot of times, science likes to try to disprove what God has done, or they come up with their own ideas. And I'll tell you, there's nothing wrong with good science. Good science explains what God has already done. I'm not against that in its entirety. But what I want to tell you is this. What God has said in His Word is true and is accurate. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm not going to spend much more time on that section of this verse. But He says, Marvelous are thy works, and, my soul, and that my soul knoweth right well. Friend, you cannot explain the goodness of God and how He works. Do you know that even now, in the situations that you feel like are lost causes, or you've been praying about for years and years, and you see no end, that God is working even now. You may not ever see what happens behind the scenes. And in fact, I'd say that we don't ever see anywhere close to what God does behind the scenes. But keep on praying, keep on hanging in there. God will answer those prayers. I want to tell you this. Even in our life, and I think oftentimes of Hannah in the Bible and how she prayed for a child. And uh, just thank the Lord for our little girl. I want to tell you this. Most of you... Probably 99% of you don't know this. But about a couple years after we were married, 
uh, went through an ectopic pregnancy and lost her child, almost lost my wife. It was a very hard experience to go through. And we didn't know because of the complications from that and what took place if we would be able to have a baby. But you know, October 14, 2020, we gave birth to a precious little girl who some of you have heard during preaching, lifting up her head and shouting and making noise. I say praise God for a precious life. I want to tell you this. That's personal to us, and I thank God for how He has done. But friend, how many more little babies across the world are born and given if we'll just ask God and trust in Him? I want to tell you this. I'm a firm believer in not being pro-choice or pro-murder, but being pro-life. I am unashamedly part of that because, friend, there are people who try and try, and it's never God's will for them to biologically have children. But guess what? There are plenty of children who need to have parents in their lives, who can be adopted, who can be fostered. And I want to tell you this just while we're on the subject this morning. I don't mean to be offensive in any manner or fashion, but if the gospel or God's word offends you, then I don't care to do it for His glory and His honor because I'm just a messenger of what God has written down in His word. And I'm telling you, God is powerful. He is wonderful. And His word you can stand upon. You can rest assured that whatever He has said, He will do. He will stand by it. And friend, you can bank upon it. Thank the Lord for that. But I want to tell you this. There are other solutions. Friend, other than an abortion in this life. Pastor Steve, Pastor Josh... We can get you in touch with somebody. There are other options. Just want to throw that out there. Friend, you don't, two wrongs don't make a right. I don't care what kind of mistakes you've made in the past. I don't care what kind, what we have done. Just like the video that we watched here this morning, our past regrets, the sum of all of them, our faults and failures are not who we are. Thank God that He took upon Himself, the Lord Jesus Christ did, the sins of the whole world. And through Him, we can have eternal life. I want to thank the Lord because I made my fair share of mistakes just like everybody else, and I still do. Still have to ask forgiveness every day of my life. But thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. And thank the Lord for that. Number three, I want to tell you here this morning, the Bible is very clear that there will be vengeance for the taking of innocent human life. Psalm 139, verses 19 through 24, the Bible says, Surely thou wouldst slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. Let me just tell you this. God's made it real plain and clear here recently, even, in my heart, that, friend, we don't live in a time where you can stand with one foot on the Word and one foot in the world. You can't stand in the middle and just be neutral on these issues. We must stand upon God's Word, what He has said. Friend, I want to tell you, many times we look out in America today, and many of us have said, I can't believe that we're here and where we're at today. But let me just tell you this. It's not over until God says it's over. There is still hope. 
whether it be in our county, whether it be in our nation, whatever it is that God has in store, we don't know what God may do. So continue praying, continue asking God, what would it be? Friend, we hear all the negative talk and it runs through our mind all day long, it seems like. But what would it be if God should send us a great revival? What would it be, friend? Sometimes we put God in a box and we say, well, this will never be, or this... But my friend, what the impossible with man is possible with God. Friend, I'm telling you, and it's not going to start anywhere else, but it must first start with us, within our personal walk with Him, and it spreads to our church, and the church spreads in the area and environment around it. And friend, that fire, just like a little spark, we know what, it, what damage a little spark can do, but it can spread all across this land. But friend, I want to ask you this. We understand that there will be vengeance for the taking of human life. Let me read to you and then get back on track for just a moment here. It says, Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. And I believe over in the New Testament, the Bible tells us to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. There has to be that separation. We, it's going to be uncomfortable, friend. You're not going to win a popularity contest for being a Christian, for living on and upon the promises of God's Word. We must go ahead and, and understand that. But the Bible says, For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Friend, if they only knew Him as we know Him. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? Am not I grieved with them that those that rise up against thee? I hate them with a perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Now in the New Testament, we understand that we are to pray for our enemies. We are Friend, to pray for them and let the fight be the Lord's. That's where we have a lot of trouble. Is we're not to fight against those that curse us. We're to take a stand and we're to stand firm. But friend, as far as acting out in anger or fighting anger with anger, we talked about that more this morning in Sunday school. Friend, I want to tell you this. And another verse over in Proverbs that the Lord reminded me of when looking at the, uh, the verses we were looking at is that the Bible says that a soft answer turneth away wrath. And knowing and understanding that, friend, and let me just share this with you. I don't know, I'm just following the Lord here this morning. I know I'm getting kind of off track. I get, every preacher's got to run at least a rabbit or two during a sermon, right? So here's mine this morning. If you had a bank account this morning with 85000 some odd dollars in it, and somebody comes up to you, you happen to drop 15 cents on the ground. Somebody comes up and they, they take that. And you say, well, that's mine. And you get an argument over it. Would you really worry about it that much? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, probably not. But friend, in our daily lives, there are 85,000 and some odd seconds. Somebody do the math here if you want to. Every day that we live, and when somebody takes 10 or 15 seconds of our lives, why do we spend the rest of our day dwelling on those 10 or 15 when we've got the rest of the day that God has given us? There is value in human life. And friend, we can answer those situations 
And take a second. I know if you're, some of you, we, we have struggles with our tempers. Take a few seconds and say, Lord, help me not to strangle this person, not to do anything that I shouldn't do. Just take a second, take a step back. And say, Lord, the battle's yours. Friend, I want to tell you there is great peace in knowing that we have a God who cares for us, a Father that looks after us, who has created us with value, created us with purpose. And let the vengeance be His to take back. Friend, He said that vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Proverbs 6, 16-19, understand how God feels about these issues at hand. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto Him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. And heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. It is clear, friend, that God is a God of justice and of judgment. And He will bring justice. He will stand on what He has said and will do what He has said. But thank God that we serve a merciful God who is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. If we took a poll here this morning, I already know the answer. We all know the answer. If there's anybody here who's ever done anything that you regret or wish you could go back and change, every single one of us would, would raise our hands. There's not a one of us who have ever lived perfect enough to earn salvation, do enough good works, to gain our entrance to heaven. But Christ came in spite of who we are and who we were. The Bible says in Ephesians that we all had our conversation. In other words, we carried ourselves in sinful ways naturally. We're born in sin, shaped in iniquity. But thanks be unto God. For in that God so loved the whole world, that He gave Himself. Their Christian life is not just something we do from time to time, but every day, day by day, in our walk, every morning when we wake up, we have our flesh, which strives against the Spirit, and we have to choose day by day which way that we're going to walk, which, what things we're going to do. It's a good practice for all of us just to say, you know what, I'm not going to do what I want to do today, I'm going to do what God wants me to do today. And friend, we need to follow after Him and take up His cross daily. Follow after Him. I want to tell you this, and I apologize for getting off track a little bit this morning, but I love when God messes up plans, and I love whenever God just leads. But friend, I'm so thankful to know and understand we don't have to be left in confusion and understand what things we should do or should not do, but that God gives us His Spirit to comfort us to lead us in the paths of righteousness, the Bible says. And friend, it's not our righteousness, it's His, and it's all about Him. He gets all the glory for everything that He has done. And may we be like the psalmist here and declare that we will praise Him because we are fearfully and wonderfully made for all that God has done for us, for all He continues to do. One last thing and I'm done. There's a fancy word that I learned a little while back, and it's called immutability. And some of you know what that means, some may not. Immutability is basically a characteristic that means 
that there is not only will something never change, but it doesn't even have the opportunity or the chance for changing. And it's a character trait of God. What I'm saying by saying that is this. If you've ever found God to be good and to be wonderful in your life, you will always continue to find Him to be wonderful and to be good. He is always worthy of praise. He is always worthy of all honor. All glory and honor goes to Him. And I appreciate your time and attention here this morning. I'm finished preaching and I'll ask Pastor Steve to come and... Preaching and I'll ask Pastor Steve to come and...